to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible ala ba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before. And he has put all things under his side, under his side. introduce to you is um it's a system of preservation but i feel like it may not be as exciting right it may not be as exciting so i thought we would deal and i'm not saying it's not important you know even in the body of christ in the in the body of the of the of the knowledge of christ there are exciting things Then there are things that are important but they don't excite you. This is one of them. And today we are talking about taking care of yourself. The Bible says bodily exercise profiteth little. It means there's profit. But godliness is profitable unto all things having the promise of the life that now is and the life to come. So the next system of preservation, imagine Now listen to me. When God created us, he created a spirit, soul, and body. A human being is not a spirit. You know, I came to notice that there are some of you who are becoming increasingly spiritual but decreasingly physical. It's an error. And I will explain it to you. There are brothers who just want to close themselves in a dark room and read the word for 2 years are you a spirit of knowledge <laughs> and i understand the place for consecration and giving yourself time to read and to pray is very important but the way that god created you he created you a spirit and that area of your life as its own mode of preservation and care then he made you a soul the bible says and man became a living soul it's got its own mode of preservation the mind the will the emotions the intelligence the intellect the brain those have got a way they need to be taken care of but god also put all those things in a body the bible says of jesus that it pleased the father that the fullness of deity should dwell in him in bodily form that means jesus is the body of god god does not have a body save for the body of jesus 
So that when you see, that's why Jesus says to Philip, if you see me, you have seen the Father. Because I am the embodiment of the divine. That's what the Bible says. It pleased God that the fullness of deity should dwell in Jesus in bodily form. So that's why the Bible calls him in Hebrews chapter number one, he is the expression of the glory of the divine. So the divine and his glory do not have an expression separate from the person and body of Jesus. Because God is a spirit, John 4, 24. So already it poses problems in relating with him. For us who are human beings, you are not an angel who is a spirit. You are also a human being. And as a human being, you were created to be a human being. Even the people that are in heaven, that have died and gone to be with the Lord, they still desire their, their bodies because they were not created to be spirits. So to have your body is a glory. That's why every time you are saying that you want to every time you are saying that you want to take your life it means that you want to remove a glory a very high level of glory from yourself. It's a sabotage. It's, it's self-induced theft. You are stealing from yourself a glory. You see, when God created us, when God created us, he did not create us to go to heaven initially. Listen to me. Are you listening? God did not create you for heaven. The Bible says the heavens, even the highest of heavens, belong to God. But the earth hath he given to the sons of Adam. So it is not God's perfect will that we should be excited to go to heaven. We were meant for, for, to be on earth. That's why even our bodies were made from earth. We were not made from clouds and fire. We were made from, the Bible says, God took the dust of the earth and formed man. So already when you look at yourself, you were made for here. You, you belong to here. This is where we belong, brothers and sisters. I repeat, it then means that it is God's permissive will because of some mistakes that happened that when we lose our bodies, we have to go to heaven. I guess this is why Jesus also said that I'm going to prepare for you a place. He needed to prepare because you were not supposed to be here. Some of you, God said, tend the garden. Take care of it. Be fruitful, multiply. Fill the heavens. Replenish the seventh heavens. Have dominion over the angels. He says to you, be fruitful, multiply. Fill the earth, replenish it. Subdue it, have dominion over it. You were called to the earth. The challenge that you have is that your forefather, Adam, reduced your glory by selling over to Satan. But still, even, this is important, even afterwards, God did not make a place for you in heaven. 
There was a paradise down there in hell. The only thing is that there was a gap between the paradise where people were not burning and the one in hell, the place of the departed souls, the, 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 I mean, the, the tormenting place. There's, the word Hades means place of departed spirits. So there was a place before Jesus died where all of them, when Abraham, when David, all of them were going there. They were not going to heaven. Because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the... No one goes to the Father except through me. So as long as Jesus had not shown up, it doesn't matter Abraham was righteous. As long as he can't go through Jesus, he has to wait somewhere. That's why the Bible says when Jesus resurrected from the dead, the bodies of those who were saints were seen coming out of the graves and they were going into the holy city. They were not coming down. They were coming from the grave. Which grave? They were coming from down and they went into the holy city and afterwards they ascended because Jesus prepared a place for them where they didn't initially belong. You belong here. Just look at you. You look like a type of soil. Even if you are white, there's white soil. I can find for you. Even if you are not, you are black, there's black soil. All kinds of soil. Sand soil, it doesn't matter. You clean it, it changes. It just changes to another dimension of soil. Doesn't matter you use Congolese what. You just change to another kind of soil. Soil on soil, it doesn't matter. All of us are soil. You, you are soil. It's soil. Even you, you are soil. You, even you, just different types of soils. Even you. So I'm not shaken. <laughs> you soil or chave. <laughs> Even you. Doesn't matter how much you clean it in the soil. And it's beautiful. That's how God created it to be. And your assignments are for here. The assignments you've been given, the tools you were given. That's why you say, you can't buy a car in heaven. Buy it here. Let me tell you something. Buy it here. Because those things were meant to walk, to move on, on, on tarmacs. Not on the streets of God there. I don't know what's there. So don't say, no, when I go, when we all get to heaven, drive the car here. I know there are some Christians who, when they are frustrated at not having something, they say, that's why you need to have them on earth. <clears throat> There are levels of wealth that we need to enjoy here because they belong to here, to this place. Brothers and sisters, what I'm teaching you is the word. This is the word. I told you last time that the Bible says nothing was made without him. All things were made through him and without him was nothing made that was made. Do you remember that day? I taught you. Without him, outside him, that means God also had materials in him which are physical. 
that he used to create the earth. Because if he didn't have, it means he took from outside. Now, who put those things there? Or you said, no, he created it from outside. Using what? Which was already there. Because everything came from, has to come from him. Hallelujah. Jesus said something interesting. He says, you are in the world, but he didn't just come to tell you that you are not of the world. He had to put a in so that some brothers can always remember that they have to be in the world. You are in the world, but not of the world. That's all he said. He said you are in. So you have to be in the world. Even when he was sending them, he said, I'm sending you like sheep among. He's not sending you to heaven. He knows there are wolves there. But he's sending you there because you belong here. The Bible says you are in the world. In the world. All, all he's telling you is remember that you're not of it, but you are in it. Let me show you another scripture. When you go to 1 Corinthians, give me chapter 5 and verse 10 from the NLT. I want you to see something very interesting there. Brothers and sisters. Give me verse 8. NLT. So let us celebrate the festival, not by eating the old bread of wickedness and evil, but by eating the new bread of purity and truth. Let's go on. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin. Wait. Before you confuse yourself, relax. Because some of you are now becoming happy. I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or who are greedy or who are swindlers. Some of you, your bosses are swindlers. Some of you, your parents are struggling for a Jehovah fest. Or idol worshippers. He said, you would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. So he says, do not associate with those people who are sexually immoral, yet they are Christians. That's what he says. Give me the next part. He says, what I meant was that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a Christian yet indulges in sexual sin. He said, or is greedy, or worships idols, or is abusive, or is a drunkard, or a swindler. Don't even eat with such people. Someone said, no, but how come you want to chase a person who is going through things and they are living in sin? When they become worse, you are saying, you, you are complaining about chasing. Paul said to give him to the devil, as we just chased. I said, no, they chased me when I needed them the most. You should be grateful. You should write a letter. Thank you for not handing me over. Okay. You know I never wrote this, right? Hopefully, you, when, you, when I read you scriptures, you detach me so that you ask God questions. Hey, why did you write like this? Not me. In a, in a, in a name was a child. So he says, when he says, don't associate with people who are sexually immoral. He wasn't talking about the ones in the world. And then he goes on further to say, because you have to get out of here to avoid those kinds of people. So go ahead, associate with them, have deals, do business. Because they are already sinners. They are already of the world. 
you will lose a deal if you say, you know, you don't want to do it because the person is gay or whatever. Just write, do the deal, leave. You do business, you go. Are you friends? No, we are associating. The Bible is not talking about forming friendships there. It's talking about associating. Some of you are avoiding everyone because you heard the person is a thief. And they are the ones with money. No, but how do I associate with them? No, focus on the money. Do your, your part of things. Were you there when they were stealing? Problem, you're also working on the rumor. Do your portion of things. Do strictly business. You know, sometimes I get shocked. They're always advising us, when you are counseling a woman, make sure you are with your wife. Jesus never had a wife and he met with a strange woman at a well. So when I read the word, I'm not seeing things consistent with some advice I was getting. He even chased his disciples and that woman was single and she was dangerous. <laughs> now when you read that portion of scripture, that woman was even like, Jesus asked the woman, John 4, huh? he asked the woman at I'm asking for a drink. In fact, the crescendo of that conversation is when Jesus asks, uh, are you married? I'm paraphrasing. And she goes, no. <laughs> Single and free to mingle. <laughs> it's a strange woman. Yet Jesus had no wife. I don't know. You know, these guys, these guys will call a woman. They will just open her and say, So what I'm saying is they do it professionally. There's no problem. And yet there's always a caveat to men. What demons do we deal with that the guys don't deal with? And this is one of the reasons why sometimes I like it when some Christians are not going up. Let me explain something. Let me explain. Give me a chance. <laughs> In my life as a pastor, I've enjoyed some people broke than when they had money. Because the moment they were able to touch a 20 pin in salary, now suddenly their eyes were opened and they saw that a woman can be naked. I have lost mighty sons because of money. So sometimes my prayer for some is, Lord, um, so, uh, <laughs> and you are fighting an evil spirit. <laughs> I am the spirit. <laughs> That's a problem. The moment you just touch it to my small money's. You know, like I was watching a certain guy who had like a 3,000 in his hand. Some of you probably saw him. And he was saying, hey, I can't breathe. I have a, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of money. Then he was asking, people, people, 
do people who have money go to the toilet? And, and you know, he was asking. So all of you orphans, here are the 3,000. You can come see me, write application letters. Three pin. I could even be increasing the amount that was there. That's why they say where I come from. Some people get mad because of money. And they say, God made man. Man made money. Man made money. Man made How many are saying, Lord, try me with funds? Wait, let me ask this question. How many are saying, Lord, <laughs> hit me with a pot. <laughs> no, a pot is small. Hit me with an account of money. The real money, the registered one. You, you won't misbehave. <laughs> eh, one day, a gentleman was telling me, Pastor, <laughs> a gentleman was telling me, Pastor, Pastor, <laughs> I've never had a problem tithing till I had to tithe a 1,000 from a 10,000. Yes, because now they've realized the economic value of the 1,000. The projects they can accomplish with it, now those projects begin to give them words. Those, the money now begins to speak to them and they're thinking, so I take a 1,000. I even put it in an envelope and I see, and I put it, it die. So that's why sometimes, and I'm telling you, this is true. That's why sometimes for some people, not everyone, for some people, God is so relaxed to raise them. All God is doing is supplying all their needs. <laughs> So when they check, they've never slept hungry. They've not been sick. Like all the fundamental needs of a human being. But when it goes to Shapulamu, it's not there. Sometimes, not every time, God is waiting for character development. Because now when you realize you can go to Dubai, you will go. There's a prayer meeting here on Friday for breakthrough. You're now thinking, do I need breakthrough? Let me leave the anointing for my brethren who need it. Then you, you go to Dubai to do one or two things. And you say, no, because when that deal works, I'll give to the Lord. You have changed. You have changed. I was telling a young lady, when God raises you, if you don't learn to serve him, serve him now, and I tell you to come and mop these floors, you say, We need cabinet ministers who will come here to clean the carpet. We're not going to employ people to start cleaning these carpets. You need to learn to reduce yourself. Because the only thing you can do without, without doing it consciously is increasing yourself. People are not proud. And they know that they are proud. No. Because pride is second nature. 
Anyone you told they are proud, they would laugh at you because they think they are so humble. But nobody was ever humble without deliberately being humble. So you need to plan your humility. It shows in the way you talk to people. Humility is a fruit. It must be planned. No rough person, no rough person plans to be rough. It's second nature. Have you ever met people who are rough? Some of them are deacons. You just say, the way they just handle things. You are all injured. The work is done. No gentleness. They will just come at you like a thief in the afternoon. You expect a thief or not, they land. <laughs> I'm not just talking about deaconesses. Even you where you are, in case you are feeling safe. So, and sometimes when you tell people, but why were you that rough? They are not aware. Say, inne. They are not aware they were rough. They were just doing their work. How many have ever been accused of being rough and you don't remember being rough in this church? You were accused of being rough. The way you spoke to someone. Eh. Hmm. But you, if I asked you, you told me you don't remember. You, you were just doing your job. How many have ever been accused of being rude, but you don't remember you are just being yourself, you're just doing you? Have you ever been accused of being rude and you don't remember being stubborn? You were just voicing your opinion. How many? I'm not saying you are, I'm saying, hey, that's a lot. <laughs> Let me explain it to you. This is because sin for non-believers and a propensity towards sin for those who are already saved is not something you work for. It just flows naturally. It just flows naturally. So it's something that you need to curb very consciously. Some of you don't even realize you are angry in the moment of the anger. You are just like a deity on your own. You are a god. You just, you just met out your wrath on your husband. You just, you just manifest it. You don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> when the inner spirit just in me, you talk to me, who are you? <laughs> so some, those are some of the reasons why God is so relaxed sometimes to raise some people. The more you, when it comes to being rough, watch yourself. Did I talk properly? You can accomplish your purposes and assignments without injuring someone. It's very possible. Did you know? I was talking to someone who, when they say very rough things, then they put laughing emojis. I said, it's still painful. <laughs> they want to bite and blow. They will say something, then they will put LOL. It's just, you can communicate nicely. Tell a sister you can communicate nicely. Then to the other sister, tell them, 
communicate. So you will find those people. You will find those people. They're sexually immoral. Do business with them. Just Paul says you have to leave this world if you have to avoid those people. You find them thieves. You find them. And some of the businesses, some of you have gone into, you discover that it was a thief. Maybe they even arrested you. Just find ways of legally protecting yourself, but God, do business with anyone. Because there's no way. You see, money is also in the hands of wrong people. So what do we do? We stay away from money, then we receive what? Because you need money here. Just to come to church, there are some of you who are watching me online. The only reason you, came, you didn't come is because you had no transport. But who has money? Some sinner somewhere who built a shop. Why didn't you build one? Because you behave like you're not in the world. The idea is to be very spiritual, but again to be very earthly because you are both. You must be earthly. Not worldly, earthly. Because you belong to here. <clears throat> it's, it's going to be very difficult if all of us want to be priests. In terms of running ministries. Every son, you know there are some ministers, I feel sorry for them. Every son they have is envying the, the mic. They want to be the one priest. They always see themselves. Holding the mic, blessing the people of God. And now you've, and I'm saying that's wrong. But that, I'm not saying that's wrong. And now you are 15 of those who are in the leadership. You are in trouble. Because they will all be waiting for that day when you hand them the mic. And then the spirit of the Lord comes upon them. But I'll tell you, in, in hope I don't have pressure. There are some people, if, if I told them, I told Deacon Gabriel, I want you to preach for the next two weeks. Even the way he would just look at me. <laughs> and I'm not saying don't preach. Always have an opportunity to preach. But even these people who are now pastors here, I'm sending them to call. We can't be too visionaries in this. You run your branch, you go, I'll send you there. So that you now respect me. <laughs> not just, not just say, no, the day my father will give me the microphone. <laughs> you will build your own. Hello, me, I love, I love gifted people. I'll send you. There's a cell we want to start 15 miles, ago. We want you to bend there. <laughs> Here I'm okay. I'm doing fine the way I am. I don't want when I'm looking at you, I'm feeling like I, I need to give him an opportunity. You know? I'll send you. We sent one Kukabeoko. He's saying, No, the warfare here. No, we, we, we said to him, You're a mighty man. <laughs> Go in this, your might. <laughs> just dare show me fire I will use it to the glory of God in the right environment <laughs> and if you dare show me ice I will put fire then use it 
Praise God. You belong. I'm not saying don't go to heaven or be like those people who say, I'll get shop right when you go to heaven. I already explained to you those who want shop right what will happen last week. You think you are getting shop right, can shop right will get you and put a chip inside to tell you what to buy. All the best. Oh, us will go. I don't know about you. Praise the Lord. So, we, we equally need to take care of our affairs here and our bodies because the moment you lose your body, you, either you finish your assignment or you will not finish your assignment and you can't be on earth without a body. You become a ghost. Remember the Bible says Lazarus died and the angels came to? That's what we discussed on Friday. That means even you, the moment you decide to die, the angels will come and carry you. Or other things. You can't go where you don't know. You need a bridal party. You remember the word inshindishi. That's the Bemba word for... So they will take you to your rightful. Now, in order to not lose our bodies, because the spirit and the soul are trapped in the bodies, and that's what keeps them relevant on the earth. So in order to not lose your body, you need to take care of it. That's why the Bible says, bodily exercise profited little. There's, there's profit. It may be little, but there's profit. And it's actually very important profit to both the spirit and the soul. Because what is in the spirit expresses itself in the soul. And ultimately, what is in both of those entities must find expression through the body to the earth. Hallelujah. So let me begin talking about eating. You need to eat. There are some of you who don't eat. You always have to be forced to eat. And when it comes to eating, you have a soft life. You like nice, nice things. Nice, nice things. So you find salt and vinegar, a big pack. Or, you know, licorice. Licorice. Depends on where you are going. And they want that salty one with a soda on top. There are foods that when you eat, your tongue is like, wow. Your body is like, eh. Listen, the Bible says your body is the, so when you are dealing with your body, remember that you are dealing with God's temple. So whatever you do to it, remember that you are doing it to God's temple. So when, let me start with just taking care of your body in terms of bathing. It's very important. Listen, it's very important that you take a shower as consistently as possible. 
I'm not talking about an obsession where you want to No, 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 no. I'm just talking about at least a shower a day. A shower a day. For ladies, even two is fine, depending on a number of circumstances. So it becomes important for you to take care of yourself. And sometimes there are people who have, it's not your fault, but you find that your body has these smells. Don't spray perfume on top. Listen, and, and this is serious. Make sure you, especially in this weather, as much as you can, make sure you're consistent with your, with your bathing. But also, you know, lemon is a very good regulator. You cut a lemon, you just put here if you don't have money for, for raw on. It does a mwah, good job. You'll be so blessed. You'll be fresh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, brethren. In terms of brothers. It becomes very important. The Bible, you see, there's a sacrifice that came to God as a sweet-smelling fragrance. So there are fragrances in the spirit as well as they are in the flesh. It becomes very important for you to just make sure that you take care of that. Also, some of you, you are very close to someone, but you can't tell them at situation, boy. So this is how you can handle it. No, listen, the purpose of friendships is to also have hard conversations. You are not someone's friend if you cannot have difficult conversations. You are someone's associate. You are colleagues, you are not friends. But friendship means uncomfortable positions, uncomfortable conversations, brother. And it means we need to say, no, no, you need to make sure that your boy, where are we? I know guys, they find it easy to say, ah, <laughs> but for ladies, it's touchy. But the Bible says, better are the wounds of a friend than a thousand kisses from an enemy. Even if it touches the person, after one day they will say, okay, watch what a point. Praise the Lord. So you, you talk to them, you make them know. Brothers, it's okay to be consistent with your shower. Especially if you are single and especially if you are dating. Especially if you are single, but even most especially when you are dating. Because it won't look nice. She can't tell you. She's trying to tell She's just thinking, how is this going to work in the marriage? She really likes how you pray. You are a genuine guy. But then, there's just this area of your life. You don't pick your clothes properly. All you want is to save the Lord. So now, it's not like she's enjoying the relationship, she's enduring it. She loves the inner qualities. <laughs> and oh, the lady said, 
I know this is church, but I need to help you. So make sure, brothers, amen, brothers. That's your word. Because it just doesn't look good. Like, maybe that's why she doesn't post you that often. I hope I'm not going to cause meetings after this service. <laughs> the only photo she posts is when you were at your older brother's wedding lineup. When you wore a suit. No, listen. Ladies are beauty oriented. So they can see that you look good and they'll post you. And all oh, the ladies said, <laughs> Otherwise, you ask them, they'll say, No, I post you on the screens of my heart. <laughs> You've made them poetic because there's like an area in your life that you're not fixing. But also remember that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you are dressing properly, you are dressing God's temple properly. I mean, read the Old Testament. You'll be amazed at how God dressed up his temple. The amount of money that went there. The amount of human and, 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 and mineral and, and, and finance resource that went into the building of the temple. You'll be amazed. So God wants you decorated. Especially as a girl. You see, as a girl, you carry, listen, as a woman, you carry the beauty side of God. That's why when God created you, he didn't create you from dust. He created you from flesh. Because he wanted something smoother. He wanted, not, not, and I'm not talking about smoother in terms of the face. I'm saying in terms of character, in terms of personality, and in terms of appearance. So the reason why God made you there's a side of God. You see, one of the reasons, sometimes you find that my wife really wants to make sure she looks good and I'm late. I stopped saying, we have to go now because I realize there's just a side of God that must look a certain way. And when I look at my wife, I realize that there's a side of God we don't know, which is just beauty oriented. So all I do is I say to her, you'll find me. Because there's a side of God which is just... You see, when you look at these ladies, don't just imagine the things you can do with them. Some of you... That's why a last spirit destroys what you should be able to see. When you look at a sister, and trust me, every brother will see a sister who looks beautiful. Whether she's dating, she's married, the moment she looks good, brothers, they may be looking tongue-speaking, but they will say, at, okay, Sally bad. But when you look at a person who's looking proper, as a brother, the first thing you should think is, hey, so there's a side of God which is just into good looking. That's a correct mindset because the Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. Especially, so especially as a woman, you must be into good looking. You must be into beauty. You can't just show up and happen. Now, I'm not talking about going to waste money and invest a lot of things and doing that. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. Some of you were taught that when a person looks so good, it means they've got a Jezebel spirit. In fact, 
In some ministries, they've been taught that the Jezebelic spirit consists in people overpainting themselves. And yes, Jezebel, when she saw Jehu, she went, she caught the meds and she began to paint herself. Maybe she wanted to seduce him, she wanted to look good, but he didn't care, he killed her. But the Jezebelic spirit does not comprise in painting self. It comprises in manipulating authority and wanting to take over anything that can lead. It, it comprises, so a, a man can have a Jezebel spirit. Because the Jezebel spirit wants to always take over authority, wants to lead authority, wants authority to be dependent on it. So a Jezebel spirit is neither male nor female, it is a spirit. And there are many men who have a Jezebel spirit. Very manipulative. That's what Jezebel used to do to, 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 her, to, to her husband. Praise the Lord. So, if makeup works good for you, use it. There are times when, there's, there are times when makeup can hide some blemishes. And I know people are telling you, I want you for who you are. This is who I am. Beauty is part of who I am. I mean, everything can be used and should be used in moderation, but there's nothing wrong with makeup. You just make sure, even you, your friends, you've seen that your friend's makeup is coming out because it's hot. You are just worshiping God with them. Problem, most of you do not have honest friendships that can tell you at our age, and I'm into people who are natural and things like that. I agree with that. It's good. But there's nothing wrong with makeup. That's all I'm saying. There are people who do you. One, once in a while, you just call Esther. You tell her, can you do my makeup for 300 kwacha or 400? Just look good and post pictures. All you want to do is to show the world the beauty of God. Even if you are married or, or you are single, don't think that's for single people. That's a woman issue. Not for. It's not an issue of singleness or marriage. It's an issue of woman. And I repeat, if you're in a relationship also or you're married, it becomes important for you to help your husband always behold you and say, wow. Don't say he must love me for who I am. No. Before he came into your life, you used to beautify yourself. But now you want him to love you for who you are. You are joking. You will be fake the same way you used to be fake before. You need to maintain what you started. You can't just change suddenly. I used to look at you look good. Now you want to show me your true colors. I want the fake ones. You... This is the word. Before they presented themselves to King Exexus, they, they did makeup for months. So, around six months, they, they bathed in camel milk. You, you've never even just washed your face with bonita. That's how stingy you are with yourself. <laughs> and I'm not giving medical co cosmetic advice. I'm just, I'm just saying you've not spent on your face. 
That's why God had to give Esther favor because those female women, how are they bathed? Yes, Esther had to use extra powers to marry that man. There are things in the Bible that when you read, you need to be honest. If we put David and Goliath and remove the Holy Spirit, he may not be mentioned, but he was there. So when I look at Esther and the female women, those female sinners, oh, they knew how to take eyebrow pencil, mascara, or a couple lipstick, you were the king confused. So... If you want him to design you. He really has to come from the mountain. But if you want just a proper human being. It becomes important to look proper. You make sure. Whatever is happening in your hair, you take care of it. Whatever is happening. And I'm not saying overspray perfume or overdo anything because you'll give him a flu now. He will just <laughs> Things must be done in moderation. But even if you are in a relationship, men like to look at things that will say, they will say a wow to. The, oh, this is the word, what I'm teaching you. You... The same way you would like your man after you're married to be buying you things, taking care of, even you, you need to constantly take care of yourself so that he can always be seeing you the way he used to see you. That's why, listen, if you really push to look good and he keeps quiet, raise dust. If you are in a relationship, you push then he comes and the fact Okay, no, no, don't do hey, hey, don't do that. Just stand there. And if he asks you, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you observed that I'm looking nice? First notice, don't don't get proud. Don't be proud and say, What? He will see next time. Although I know in ash and Sack clothes to teach him a lesson or two. <laughs> Systems of preservation. You can preserve a relationship. <laughs> and you see, for some of you, it could just be that reason because your man is not as mature. So there will be like a secretary somewhere who is pushing files where he's working. Then when he comes back home, it's just looking because it can look. I know there are different situations in life, but I'm talking about this one. So don't say, hey, what if we both work? I'm coming. I'm talking about this, this one. You've invited me. I'll come there as well. <laughs> Here you go. You're just looking upset. You're angry. Hi, baby. How are you doing? I'm fine. 
Praise the Lord. There's a way to carry yourself as a, you take as a woman. You do that. Single, dating, married, take care of yourself. Even just for other people. It's not just a person that, you know, when a woman just looks good, you just, even the environment changes. It's, that thing is divine. It's divine. It's not like, it's not even an issue of, oh, I'm attracted to you or not. No, no, no. There's just, even people treat you like they are gentlemen, they change. They may not be interested in you, they just want to say, no, no, no I can open for you. You just say, ah, we know, you pass. I'm not talking to feminists. I'll come there as well. I'm talking about a woman who doesn't mind their door being opened for. Praise the Lord. So, now, eating. The body is preserved through eating because that's the way that God designed for it to be preserved. The first thing God said to Adam is, I have given you every plant of the field to eat from. So the first man was created to eat plants. Yes. I'll show you in the word the first time God allowed them to eat meat. So the first food that God gave to man, it's in the Bible. I'm sure media will find it. He says to Adam, you shall eat of every plant of the garden. Listen. God initially designed for us to be eating vegetables as our prior and grains. So, so it, it's very important for you to build a culture around eating greens, eating things that are farmed. Every medical person will agree with you. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Let's go on. Of every tree in the garden, then he just says of the other trees you shall not eat of them. He gives it. So he says you eat fruits. All those greens are very important. And you agree with me that um, plants and fruits and grains, they are even protein-based. You can, you, can, you can eat eggs and you get protein. Don't just say the reason I have to eat meat is because of protein. No, you can get it even. There are, there are many plant-based proteins. And I encourage you to make a habit of eating green things, of eating things that are farmed. Because there is safety in organic foods as opposed to foods that are processed. Most foods that are processed have a lot of chemicals which are not good for your body generally. They are not good for your body. So when you are eating those, you must grow a culture of eating them in in, in, in minimalism. Not kujia chabe, kujia chabe. You just eat everything. You just, even tomorrow, even the next day. So we need to pay attention to that. Grow a habit of eating fruits. You know, I'll tell you this. For example, there are, there are natural foods like uh, beetroots that I know you don't like, chia seeds.
There are those foods which are very high in fiber. Do you ever observe, you, one of the things you need to do, and I'm not saying make an obsession of it, but you need to observe your toilet life. There are people who, before something leaves them, they will have to spend time in the toilet. So you find they've even gone with their phone because they know when they go. <laughs> they have gone. I know you can't say my word for now, but it's okay. <laughs> you find when they've gone there, they will sit there for 30 minutes before something comes out. Like the way that Elijah had to pray seven times for a size, a cloud the size as small as a man's fist could show up. And then by faith now, <laughs> there's an abundance of rain. Me. I'll never hide anything from you. Me. Yeah. That's why God called me. So, it's not cool. And sometimes people grow hemorrhoids. Ever heard of hemorrhoids? Because you are pushing. And you are pushing. And you are laboring, then you end up straining yourself and you begin seeing dimensions of yourself you should not be seeing. Why? Sometimes it is because of your eating habits. You need to pay attention to the things you eat. It's very important. Find foods that are very high in fiber. So, for example, um, yeah, oranges are very high in fiber. Eat oranges. You, you'll be happy. Bananas have fiber. Chia seeds. You get chia seeds. Look for chia seeds. You get them, and then you put them in yogurt, your favorite yogurt. Then you just wait for a bit for them to soften up. Then you eat them. Also, drink a lot of water. Some of you don't drink water. If you drink water, you will reduce the rate of your constipation by far. So make a habit of drinking Water, drink water, drink water, drink water. But it's, let me tell you, let me tell you one of the things that beetroot does. Beetroot, beetroot has a kind, beetroot has a, a, a kind of element in it. When you eat beetroot, huh, it goes straight into the large intestine. And it empowers the bacteria that is in the large intestine to help you with your digestion, with the movement of what needs to come out. Jesus taught digestion, but he didn't finish. He said, what goes into a man's mouth comes out. So now he sent me to finish that topic. Listen, people, people have a, a lot of stomach problems simply because they don't meet dietitians. And one of, the, one of the issues, which is the evil of the pharmaceutical industry, is that they will never tell you some of the things you naturally need to do to avoid some of the ailments because they know you need to buy from them. So they will keep saying, ah, for this problem, buy this. For this, it, there is a business motive there. But if we go back to the way that God designed for us to eat and live, you'll find that you eliminate most of the issues that you are having. Some of the issues, even, even utupumba, some rushes, the moment you begin eating certain things consistently, you notice that it's, it's leaving you. Right? There's a dietitian here, but I don't know if a, 
Can you this what's this girl's name? You come. Get give her a mic. That's why I said that I wanted exciting stuff. Now what the Lord sent me to teach today. So I wanted a conversation with all of you, but you were blanking. So now we'll talk about health in this church. Oh, this girl, what's her name? Before I fish you out, you told me you are studying. You are studying what? Nutrition. You are sitting somewhere there. Yes, you same one. You, so you think God gave you that thing to find a job. You will help the body of Christ today. Yeah. I will force it out of you. Uh-huh. So what are some of the foods that people need to eat in order to make sure that they are not having constipation? Hello? You, okay. whether you have constipation or not, take down notes. Let's just <laughs> pretend there's a person you need to help. All of you take notes. So, um, to avoid constipation, you need foods that are very high in fiber or roughage, as you call it. So, we're talking about complex carbohydrates, um, which is not breakfast. So, we're talking about roller or mugaiwa type of millimil. Hey, let's stop there. You like breakfast millimil so much. But if it is papafilia, the scales of roller meal. Those are very important to you. Even apples, right? Some people, when they are eating apples, they peel the apple. You don't peel the apple, you eat with the with the cheatage. Am I correct? Pasta. Uh, you said pasta. Am I correct? Yes. Hey, go on. Let's so. preach together, my daughter. <laughs> as well as wheat, the millet, the sorghum. Then Do you also, even know what sorghum is? Marish Masakaima. You avoid that thing. Some of you need to go and get it from city market. Soweto. Hey, go on. In a case where you don't have the complex carbohydrates and you rely on breakfast or white rice, you have to compensate for the roughage with a lot of vegetables. So it's more than the usual that you just eat. There are some vegetables that when you eat, you, or you, the toilet begins to call you. You don't have to wait for that specific time where you go after 24 hours. And, and some people, you know, they only go to the toilet. I don't know why the Lord is making me sit here. They only go to the toilet because... I know some of you will text me in the inbox that you are a true man of God. It's fine. <laughs> there are times when some people go to the toilet because they feel like it's been too long. Let me just go. I've been eating and eating and eating. Oh, well, let me just go. Then you now go for your trip into a place of consecration. But this time, there are some foods that you eat. The moment you eat it, you even know it. You even start just feeling a sound. There's a sound. <laughs> you even, not the one of hunger. Remember we said of abundant rainfall. You even feel like, I need to go. And you don't even have to push. You don't have to press in. The moment that you just sit, there's a release. 
Eh, we are discussing the word. Eh, go on. And for the fruits, as Pastor has mentioned, you don't peel them. Then for potatoes. Also for potatoes, you don't peel, right? You don't peel. You have jacket potatoes once Someone in a while. Someone has said that, Ooh, that's why you are going for long <laughs> to the mountain. Those who are educated are trying to tell to help you. You are wooing. <laughs> what has your who hood for you? You too who? <laughs> That's a problem. You peel your potatoes, and yet you know that there's a situation I need to conquer. You will conquer it. This time in the flesh, we are showing you how to conquer it in the flesh. Because you've prayed before. So now God is bringing you the word now to help you conquer completely. You are, I, I like this girl. Go on. <laughs> and lastly, you just need to take a lot of water. Always hydrate. Be intentional about your hydration. Two be- liters a day, that would be nice. Nice one. Thank you, Pastor. No, 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 no. Wait. We are still working together. So, how about, so we are done with roughage and things like that. The toilet was not supposed to be a nightmare. God did not design for the toilet to be a nightmare. This is your deliverance. Especially when you are dealing with this. Remember the kind of, do you know one of the things I talked about beetroot. The other thing that beetroot does is it helps you to detoxify. It's a serious, especially those that are on medication. Maybe you are taking some medication for a condition. As you are believing God for a complete healing, you need to take care of yourself. If let's say you have a situation with your blood, different ailments that you could have been dealing with. If you have a situation with your blood, uh, uh, maybe it's low. Beetroot boosts blood. Can we talk about things that boost blood? Uh, Stand up. Um, At, what's your name again? Tintiwe. Yes. Okay. For your blood levels, um, in terms of, you need a lot of iron. So, um, you get foods, like, you go for meat foods, uh, like beef liver, chicken liver, kidneys, those who give you high levels of iron, as well as vegetables such as spinach, no, 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 no. But I, people are not writing down. You want to watch the video. You are not the one with the blood issue. You are writing for someone who needs help. You know, in the Bible, a man of God gave a medical prescription to someone who was sick. There's a man of God in the Bible. Who's, and the, that man of God used to work miracles. Yet he said to his mentor to take also some wine. For your stomach issue. Why didn't you just send a prayer? This is a, the prayer. It's manifesting in medical advice now. Uh, let's go. Those are the basics, Pastor. Those are the basics. So when it comes to blood boosting. And also if, if, you, if you want to, to, to detox. What's the importance of detoxifying? And how often should people do those kinds of things? Because some people now, there are things they are selling. And people just go. I saw someone put, this is a good detox. Manje toilet chape. I don't know what that meant. But I want you to say something on that. 
Pastor, it's very important because um, the body accumulates a lot of unwanted substances. So it's important for one the to The body accumulates a lot of toxins, unwanted substances. What could be the source of those things? Probably our food. Mostly it's our food. What kind of food? So there are certain, there are certain foods. No, if you need help, all those who are doing this kind of thing can help answer, right? We are trying to help the body of Christ. There are certain foods um, that have fighted. Okay, let's say, for example, people who are taking a lot of medicines, right? Am I correct? Yeah. You are taking a lot of medicines, uh, maybe because of a condition you are dealing with. Once in a while, you will need to detoxify, Right? Because all those chemicals are living on the in, inside, inside you and they may affect you. So you need to flush them out. detox Let's go on. Um, Pastor, you, can, you asked if I can hand over the mic. There's a lady who raised her hand. No, so but give can... yours first. Finish. Sorry, you could repeat the question I'm supposed to answer. What kinds of foods? So, um, there's... Um, when food comes, it comes attached, even when you consume it. There are certain unwanted things that are there, like it, the toxins, as you said, in food like soya. So there's a way that you prepare it for it not to harm you. And there are also... How do you prepare it? You, over, uh, you soak um, certain foods that have oligosaccharides. You have to soak them first, or pulses like beans. You soak them, then that's when you overboil them to avoid the toxins that are in there. Yes. I wanted you to speak a bit more about processed foods. Junk food. Or anyone who's qualified who can help her. But I will need to find out what you've studied before we give you the mic. What you don't, we don't have doctors in this church. Um, for um, for processed foods, you can't really control the amount of substances that they add, such as salt. So there's a each person requires on a normal two thousand three hundred milligrams of salt per day. So uh, the levels that they add in the processed foods are already higher than you should have. So if you continuously take that in, you have uh, you cause toxicity of sodium in your body. Hence, why you sodium ni salt? Sodium chloride. Yes, yes. I can handle. And and, and and one of the things that increased salt intake does is that it threatens your blood pressure, right? It does. So the more you eat salt, that's why people who have low blood pressure are advised to take. Sometimes they are told to take salt and what? You take the salt. So what are some of the things you can do to detoxify? Are there any foods? I've already given you beetroot. It's a very good natural detox. You have a question? You, you are a lawyer. Why are you contributing? You and me, we are in the same WhatsApp group. All right. Thank you so much, Tintiwe. You've done a very good job.
You people, the Bible says, be ready in and we are just out of season, but the Bible says be ready. So when I attack you, don't say that church. You brought yourself here and you will come back next week. <laughs> when it comes to also managing how much you eat, make sure you manage how much you eat depending on the needs of the body. Don't eat, for example, to find made in China or to finish. The body has particular amounts of calories needed per day. And sometimes that also depends on the nature of your activities. If you are always in the mind digging and digging, you may need to eat a lot of energy-giving foods. But if you are going to the office and you are going to be sitting the whole day, you also need a certain kind of food. If you are going to be home just walking around watching TV, praising the Lord, there's also another amount of food. I'm talking about carbohydrates, energy-giving foods. There's an amount that you need to manage. Sometimes you can tell what I am full now, I need to stop. You just can't keep pushing and pushing and pushing until you finish the plate because it won't look good to leave some food. And also, you see, because this is what happens. When there's too much, when there are too many calories in the body, when there's too much energy-giving food, in short, in the body, the body begins to store some of it as fat. Now, not everyone who has weight eats a lot. For some people, it's genetic. But I'm saying when people consistently eat and eat and eat, they keep accumulating fat and fat. And then what begins to happen is that they begin to endanger their heart health. So that's how come some people end up having heart diseases, right? Medical people, am I correct? Can someone... Who is Kazakov's have heard that? Mm. So let those who are qualified make a statement on that. Doctors, if at all we have any. Please pronounce yourself, Dr. Moyo, on this issue. So, yes, that. I thought she was here. So, um, the issue of the heart... You won't go home, because if you go home, you will now go eat everything. Then you come and blame me. So, that the way we break fats in the medical sector is you have saturated and unsaturated. So what is bad for your heart is your cholesterol specifically. And you have other... Saturated what? Fatty acids. Yes. No, you see, the so way I was is... explaining, I was trying to avoid using very complex words. Okay. I'm trying to say, if you eat a lot of energy-giving foods, for example, then we say, especially those that are processed. But I know that to a large extent, even the natural ones, yes. depending on the intake. But break it down in such a way that it will be so easy for all of us to understand. Because if you say polysaccharides, what she said, that one, what's that? Yes, that. So, in short, there are fats that cannot be broken down by your body. Because your body is supposed to break down everything to very small bits 
And then what is needed should be utilized back to the body. And what isn't is what is removed. So when you take a lot of fats that can't be broken down by your body, they accumulate. And that's where, like Dad said, you end up being fatty. And for others, that fat just goes around the heart. It's not storing under your skin, which is the bulk, right? It just goes to the important organs. So you can have a fatty liver, you can have a fatty heart. So they accumulate around the organs of your body that are very important, besides the skin, because the skin is an organ. So the skin is supposed to be the area where it is stored. But then the moment that sometimes it's in excess, it becomes free. It anyway. <laughs> go everywhere. Yes, you want to add something? Thank you, Dad. Um, I think just to add, main, one of the main things that happens is when there's that excess production of fat, right. it blocks your blood vessels. So that's what usually causes things like strokes or even heart attacks because of the same. So what's the solution then, especially regarding... Because sometimes, you know, there are people who... And I know this, there are people who don't try to gain weight. There are people who... Aliyako for two days, uyo. So there are people who, it's like, it's, it's like the genes are just like, come on, just one more meal. Hey, they've gained. Okay, so if, um, maybe for those I that are... Okay, it means we are coming to smoking. Okay, let's go. Yes, so I think watching your diet and avoiding uh, the processed foods like Dad was talking about, your fast foods, for example, your hungry lion, like, all those kind of like, things. Like, do you have much hips? <laughs> yes. Do you have much hips? So. Maybe, do you mean that they must be eaten in moderation? Yes, they must be eaten in moderation. Some of you are thinking moderation, it's models who need to eat. What do you mean should they should be eaten in moderation? So once in a while. And also you make Don't sure that... Don't make a habit. Right? Yes, Go on. Then you also ensure that your lifestyle isn't um, sedentary. Like you just sit and do nothing. So you exercise to make sure that you're countering the effects of these things that you're putting in system. So sometimes don't always... Don't always be on a bus. You walk because that helps also with your cardiac activity. So talk about that a, a little. Some people are happy that this is not my message because I don't have money to go to the gym. Are there ways people can exercise without going to the gym? Yes, Dad. Talk about it. Okay, so I think with the use of the internet these days, we have a lot of apps that are health-based that can help you have a training schedule that you can be following on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be every day, but at least even two times a week, you make sure that you have time that you're devoting to your physical health. So what are some of the things that being physically fit helps with your health? Okay, so for that, you avoid some of the diseases like uh, diabetes, for example, and even just how does exercising help avoid diabetes? Your friend can help you. I know. Uh, 
But if they are if they feel you are more poised to to do that go talk about. Okay, so one of the first things actually that we tell our patients for example when they come and they are showing signs of developing sugar problems or even heart problems is a lifestyle change. So we advise them to be more active to work on their diet before we even go to giving medications. So that in itself by avoiding um for example we're talking about your intake of foods and how you are supposed to moderate them and making sure that everything is balanced that in itself is a prevention measure how does it prevent diabetes or sugar issues how does exercising help prevent cuz that's what okay. she said and i agree with her i just don't have the words but i've read around it so yes. let them explain so dad also let me help her on that um there are certain things we Can when you we, pay attention when you start to do them they suppress because remember we're talking about diseases that are genetic so diabetes can be genetic and you can also just cause it on your own so type 2 is not always genetic is it yes type type 2 is not so talk about that one so in type 2 we will because it's induced by your own diet your own That's lifestyle That's important Have you noticed how many people are having sugar issues these days? So these are not conversations you gloss over. And if you are told that uh it's a lifestyle issue, that means there are things you may need to adjust, especially as you are going towards 40, 30, it's very important to adopt a lifestyle that prevents disease, right? So let's go on here. So I mentioned that after what happens when you are doing something consistently i think that says it all the time it doesn't show immediately so you've been taking these wrong foods all the time or you're taking a lot of sugar intake it shows after a while so when it appears and shows itself the best thing why we're saying it helps you completely not have the disease is that exercising or you eating correctly suppresses that gene or suppresses that specific code in your dna that can cause that disease to express itself so your exercises cause you to suppress that gene from showing itself also eating correctly there are things found in that food that you will eat that will cause your system or the body system not to cause you to show that so exercising your lifestyle that helps you suppress right. the So let me put it this way. Yeah, you can go ahead clap clap. You are you are learning something. That's good. So look at it like this as well. We are saying that there are sugar levels that you need to operate in a day, but you are capable of accumulating more. And the more you accumulate, the more you are endangering yourself. So I'll give you an example. The amount of mshima that people who drill need to eat shouldn't be the level you are eating. because of the amount of 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 combustion the, the the energy they need to burn for them to do that work so now if you happen to eat a chinchima with the people that are working the way you are not working you have to burn it and put it to use by exercising or else if you don't that sugar could be stored and it may end up because it's in excess and it's not being used it's not breaking down it will end up damage in your body with issues like uh, sugar issues correct um 
Um, so it becomes important to exercise. Or you know you're not going to exercise. Manage how much of those things you eat. Are you listening to me? You know you're not going to exercise. Manage. So there are people I have seen with a habit. I want to talk about this. You had a long day. You've come from work. You are tired. You are hungry. You eat a chinshima, then you sleep. Then you wake up in the moment, hammer it breakfast, then you go. Then you are snacking. What are some of the dangers of those things? <laughs> so, um, there are like many reasons why we ask you to eat moderately, especially at night. Because when you're, if you, the saying is quite simple, right? Your heaviest should be breakfast and then your lightest should be supper. That's the first rule. Not the other way around. <laughs> Why? So when your heaviest should be breakfast because you need that energy throughout your day, one, two, you are on the move, so it's easy for blood to go to your stomach to digest that food. You are not static. So what happens when you eat your heaviest at night is the opposite. You are not moving, you are not doing anything. So already your body is storing that uh, energy it's getting from the food. It's not using it. Secondly, breaking So what happens down, when that energy is stored? So your energy can be stored and converted again back to fats. That's the, the, the vicious cycle. So when your energy is that's not That's what being I was stored, saying at goes, first. It's converted into fat. And that's how come for some people they begin to gain weight, right? And then what are the dangers then? So then after your body is... so for, At this point, we are already learning that some sicknesses, it's not a demon. Children of God, Pentecostals, for some, you find it's a, it's a habit. Now, listen, I'm talking about habits, but I'm also alive to the fact that for some people, it's genetic. It's just genetic. You, you are, there are just people who are like that. Right? But I also want you to talk about people because there are some of us, we are so happy because we feel like you're not talking about us. So we are so happy. But there's a problem as well. There are some slim people, they have got bad eating habits. And there's a danger in that as well. Let's switch it up a little. There are some slim people who, and now you feel how some of your friends were feeling. <laughs> so the same way, just because, like I said, just because your skin or the fats are unable to accumulate under your skin doesn't mean they are not accumulating. So you will find... Lean people are the ones who are still having uh, diabetes. Lean people are still the ones who have issues with their heart, either growing or storing uh, fluid around itself. There are a lot of things that are, like, as a lean person, it doesn't mean fat is not being stored. You are so safe. You are, you are not, not safe. safe. You are not safe because now that means you have higher chances of it just going to your vital organs. Like I said, your liver, <laughs> your heart. <laughs> Your liver, your heart, and also your brain. Remember, my HOD spoke about how 
Pat really loves to build up in the walls of your blood vessel. So it will just go in your blood vessel, it will keep accumulating, narrowing your blood vessel, narrowing your then blood it vessel till it blocks. Then you now start moving. Then lodges to your brain, then you get a stroke. Or goes to your, your heart and you get an instant heart attack or an MI. It, it blocks somewhere and there's no blood going to that part of your organ. And so even just, the people who are slim, they need to be fit, they need to yes. exercise. Actually, even more than those who it easily shows. Yes, because, because for, for you, you have no safe. indication of knowing <laughs> what's going on in your body. For those also, who gain weight, it's better because it shows. Great. Now for you, you are think I'm cool. I'm doing fine. Hey, clap. <laughs> I want you to talk about body mass index and how it helps you especially for those who are slim, we are still here. And how it helps you realize that you need help. That I'm getting her different. Hi. Dr. Valencia. She's a doctor also. Body mass index, everyone has, there's a way in which it for adults. You have to know your height by as an adult. You should know your height. That's, that's very, You should very, know your height. Yes. Go on, my daughter, you're doing a good job. <laughs> so by this age, you know your height. At your age. Yes. And your weight. And then there's a correct weight for your height. There's um, someone shorter than me is not supposed to be a certain weight. Not supposed to be weighing some kg. So what you do is you get measure your weight, divide by your height, you square your height. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Yes. So your weight. Write down. Let's say you're six. You are doing it for your neighbor. Yes. Don't worry. So an example is, let's say you're 60 kgs, and then your height is 1.6 meters. Right. So you square the 1.6, so you're 60 kgs over the 1.6 squared, yes. That should be your BMI. And your body mass index should be between 20 to 25. So, if you know you're below 20, then you're underweight. You need to, you're malnourished. Actually. You are malnourished. <laughs> what is being malnourished? Let's just make sure no one says, hallelujah, I didn't know. What is being malnourished? So, um, in simple... Children of God, I want you to follow. Your body mass index should be between... Ah, you are sharp. If it's below then... Malnourished is simply poor terms. You don't have enough, you're not getting enough nutrition for your body. You're not feeding your body well. You're not taking care of your body well with the food that you eat. Let's say sometimes you just snack, you sleep. There's nothing wrong with fasting, but after you break your fast, all you do is drink tea and sleep. 
for most people, I noticed that in November. Yeah. Take care of your body. We are coming to that issue. Eat well. Then uh, your BMI is above 25 to 30. You are overweight. You need to take care of your body through exercising, dieting, fasting also helps. Intermittent fasting. The spiritual fast is also working on your body to help and then if you are above 30, you are now obese. Your BMI, if you calculate that and you find that it's above 30, you are obese. We call that morbid obesity. It's actually a disease. You need to do something about that. There's a show I couldn't watch. It was said my something pound life. My 600. But they enough. need to bring my, the less one as well. Because even those... They may not need their surgery, but there, that's where the issue is. Because those feel like, that's not my weight. What are the dangers of being underweight? The dangers of being underweight is your vital organs also need to receive nutrition. That's what you should know. So sometimes you find my that organ your brain, your uh -huh. liver, your kidneys, even the lungs are now, yeah. So you could easily catch a serious sickness as well. The moment you do not take care of yourself in that regard, when you don't have the weight that... Go on. So if, if you are malnourished, uh, if like what's going around, there is cholera, your body is not in a healthy state, you easily catch anything that is going around. You find that when people have flu, you are always the first one to you catch it. You are participating. It. Yes. When people, there is... What was the active? sickness. Every now and then you have going on your health because you are under, your body is not receiving enough nutrition. There is also another consequence could be brain fog. Like your brain is not receiving enough food. So you find that you are easily stressed. You can't concentrate well in class. You can't concentrate well in church. You also, are when you are going, the wind is throwing you. <laughs> you are easily tired. You lose concentration. That's why people who are slim are easily irritable. Some of them. True. Some of them. It's a health. It's not a demon this time. It's, there's not much food going to the brain. <laughs> Trust me, you will come back to this church. You will come back. You, oh, you will come back. Because what we are teaching you is the word. God created the body. And you know, there was one time that God took me to a class of angels, right? And those classes of angels, they specialize in the human body. So there was a library of books. And I sat there. First, I didn't realize. I sat there. I was feeling like, why am I with medical doctors? But then I noticed how they were looking. I realized these are not medical doctors. I realized these are angels. And there are these huge books, and they gave me one of them. It was a dictionary. And I opened them, and I realized they had all diseases. 
diseases, diseases, and they study those things. They do their own pathology. They study, 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 study. They do all those things. So when they are coming to heal you, they just don't do it. Bam, you are healed. They know exactly what they are touching. Although, but imagine, those are spiritual beings. I've always wondered, there was an angel who would come down and trouble the waters, and anyone who went in would be healed. The question I always had was, what is it that the angel was doing to the water? What ingredients was he putting? He knew exactly what he was doing. Our technology may not be as much, but that technology can cure physical illnesses. The Bible says, I pray above all things that you may, you may be, Third John verse 2, it means it's health, that word health has to do with your body. More contextual is doing with your body. Hallelujah. Even your eyes. You can't just be watching whatever. You are just watching Netflix the whole night. You love the... Can we get some people... Thank you so much. You've done a good job. Have you been helped? I think this is a good conversation, right? I don't want to come back to it. That's why I want to seal it. So next weekend, we can do some exciting things. Uh, ophthalmologists, what do you call yourselves? Huh? Those who do eyes, where are you? What do you call yourselves? Huh? <laughs> ophthalmologists. So, ophthalmologists, Nyuisa. What, what do optipriti? Come here. This is the last part, and then we'll pray and go home. At your what? Iwe, put mic. An optometrist. Optometrist. What do they do? We specialize in eye care. So what does that involve? Eyes. Like what does eye care involve? Basically, everything that has to do with the health of your eyes, its connection to every other condition in the body and how it can come back to affect your eyes. This one is working better. Would you be off to something? Mopase, Mike. Optometrics. You've been summoned. At what, what have you studied again? Clinical ophthalmology. Uh -huh, that same one. What does it do? We specialize in eye care and eye surgery. Oh, so for you, you are the surgery guys. Yes. And so do you do surgery as well? Yes. For you, so for you, it's basic eye care in terms of how it relates to other conditions and parts of the body. Yes, so then we diagnose and recommend. Ah, so you're the first stage. You, diag you are diagnosed and then you guys are the ones who... Are busy your there. fingers in other people's eyes. <laughs> so you guys, you are the you are the more medical people in terms of the processes of surgery and touching other people's eyes. Are you the ones who also recommend glasses? That's us. Okay. So is there anything you would because you look like the last resort? But I'm asking. Yeah. Is there anything you can tell us about how to take care of our eyes, especially people who are in school? 
Okay, firstly, you don't have to spend so much time on gadgets like laptops and your phones because that light affects your eyes. And then when it comes... Ah, I know you don't like this. You can't be addicted to your phone. You see, even me, I'll tell you this. Um, listen, let's all agree. These days, most of the times to do connections, even to start, you need to be on your phone, right? But we are saying that there's also an extent that needs to be managed for the health of your eyes. Right? So, so now, whilst you are telling us what to not do, remember that we need to be on our phones. So now, talk. Okay, so on that, there's also something that is called induced myopia. So this is something that myopia is basically short-sightedness. So not everyone ha is like short-sighted. But if you spend most of your time reading or focusing on things that are close to you, you can induce a refractive error called myopia because you're constantly looking at things that are close to your face. Yeah, then... So myopia means what? <laughs> Patients can answer. Am I audible? Okay. <laughs> so myopia is basically short-sightedness where you... You only see short people? No. You see things that are closer, more compared to things that are further. So you see things that are... Close up, very clear. So how about those people who struggle to see things that are close, but they see things that are further? Those people are hyperopic. So they see things that are far. Okay. <laughs> Right. Is there self-induced? I, I, I okay, good. Is there a way people can take care of, of their eyes through eating and through habits? Maybe talk about maybe cleanliness or something like that. Oh, and yes, also, there's... maybe you, you can now talk about what causes people to start wearing lenses. So you talk about that. Okay, so there's the most common eye infections that people come with to the hospital are actually like bacterial infections. And so bacterial infections are caused by you being a, in a place that's maybe not very clean. So there's something called trachoma, which is mostly in places that are, they don't have good like sanitation, so they have trachoma and, and the like. So if you don't take care of your eyes, Wait, for example, glaucoma. People, no, trachoma. So if you don't, if you are not careful with your sanitation, there are people who don't like washing their hands. So you find you go to the bathroom, you didn't clean your hands, and then you rub your eyes or something, you might cause an infection because the eyes are very sensitive. So it's easy to have infections in your eyes. And then when it comes to nutrition, you can, the most common thing that is encouraged to eat is a lot of carrots because they have vitamin A, which helps with your eyesight. Thank you, Pastor. How does, do carrots help with vitamin, I mean with, how does vitamin A, what does vitamin do, A do to the eyes which make them better?
in what ways does vitamin A help the eyes? Is it the strength of the sight, resistance to sicknesses, or let's just say for now, eat carrots? Yes, for now. Okay, so you have homework. Well, thank you so much. Good job. You've learned something. I want you to talk about ways in which people can take care of their eyes through their habits or if they have a problem, some of the things they need to do first. Okay, so I'll start with habits first. Am I okay? Yeah, so for habits, like she said, always working on their computers and phones. We have a 20 by 20 by 20 rule. So for every 20 minutes you spend on your computer or phone, you have to make sure it's like 20 meters away from you. And then you also like take some time to look away from it for like 20 seconds. Yes, so every time you look on screen for a particular time, you make sure you look away, look at something that's far or, yeah, then you come back to look back at your screen. So that helps... Um, Control your eye strain. Then also, um, for those that have like conditions where when you go in the sun, you always strain your eyes. You can't look because most people have that condition. They you don't have a refractive error, but you just can't look. Yeah, in the sun. We have spectacles that have blue blocks, so they block blue light from yes, they filter it out. So you can get those spectacles and use them on your screen, on your phones, or your laptop. They protect that blue light from going to your eyes. Yes. There's some people believe that if you start wearing lenses, nishkwasila, your eyes. <laughs> so there are those which are just for the light. Yes, yes, like mine. What's the difference between those for just the light and those for there's something wrong? Okay, so this for the light. I don't have a refractive error. I can see things that are far. I can see things that are close without my spectacles. I'm okay. But when I just step into the light, I have to squint for me to see. So it's, yeah. Then those that wear spectacles, maybe they have myopia, which is short-sightedness. So there's a kind of lens for yes. to help out. Yes, to help them. So what happens is... Um, the retina, back of the eyes, they are, it's got a position. So you find some people are born with a condition where um, when the light rays come, they don't focus on the retina. They either focus before or after the retina. So they need spectacles to help refocus the light back on the retina. But they what can does see the retina images. do? It forms the images for you to see. It so, okay, forms this is the Pastor Daniel. Yes. Right. right. You can clap. Maybe finally, on this issue, some people, some people are afraid of taking lenses, maybe because even when they are struggling, because they, they are, we have heard that the moment you start, it will just keep getting bigger and bigger. What would be your comment on that, any of you? Okay, I don't know who else is going to add up, but... <laughs> For us, our advice is always that you start because staying away from them is not going to help you get any better. It's actually going to worsen the condition. So getting them makes things better. 
Yes, because you're no longer, it's like these things help relax your eyes. They help your eyes now do the work they're supposed to do because when they keep trying to put that image on the retina, it's like you're overworking your eyes. So they get tired and eventually they'll just, you know. So you give them these to help them work easier. Yes. So that's a good one. You've answered the question I never asked. The question I asked, okay, you've answered it in a way because you said the more you strain, the more the eyes get worse. But then somehow you've not answered my question. Because my question is, people are afraid because there's a rumor that the more you use them, the worse they become. What would be your comment on that? I've heard people say they're going to change lenses because maybe this one is not working well. Yes. So they will need to get a, a bigger lens. Oh, but Dr. Badefoya, Valandek or something. You are still in church, don't worry. Thank you so much, Dad, for the opportunity. Um, I think what I've noticed when it comes to wearing lenses and the progression, whether it's getting worse or better, is people, when, when, they, when they're given lenses, they tend to keep wearing the same lens for a very long period of time without going back for the review. So most of the time you find that when you go to the opticians, they'll tell you to say, after this particular period of time, you need to go back for a checkup. It's because they want to know if you've gotten better or maybe there's something else that could be wrong that they need to work on. But if you are sitting home and saying, I'm just going to stick to this, I don't want to find out any Does other. Does using lenses yeah. then make you better to the effect that sometimes you could go back and they say, oh, yeah, okay, stop using them. It, it does. Okay, so for someone that has like a refractive error, you can't, oh, they can't come back and tell them to say, okay, now you're fine. But you don't need your spectacles. Because when you start, you've started. Yes. So you can only either maintain or get a, a higher lens. It, but it gets higher in bits. Unless you have, let's Higher say, in? in bits, smaller bits, unless you have progressive myopia. So it's, it depends on the type of refractive error you have at the end of the day. So they increase in, in like small bits. Smaller bits, yes. But then what powers. you're saying is that it's, you are worse if you don't go to get them because you are overworking your eyes. Yes. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yes, uh, we are closing, but the deaconess has a question. Thank you so much, Pastor. So this question is regards what deaconess Jemwa said. She mentioned something like, the problem is, I think you get to put them on for a long period of time. Is it? Okay, what is... The time frame you're supposed to keep your lenses, like after how long are you supposed to change them? Because like for me personally, um, the lens that I have now is not as clear as it was when I got it. When so I don't it? know if... A long time. <laughs> so When? I, even 
Yes. When? Yes. Approximately when? Maybe even I would say four or four and a half years ago. So, um, you mean clear in terms of they are scratched? No, clear in terms of seeing. So, before I could see clearly with them when, you know, something is very far. But now, it's like you still have to, you know... Even with the extra eyes. Yes, yes. So, I don't know if I've had them for a long time or... Well, no, you, you are not educated in this matter. Relax. <laughs> just wanted to know how long are you supposed to keep them or have them before changing or going back to ask if... Let's stay up to what... Go ahead, go ahead. Um, so, then says they do expire. Um, I think uh, patients will agree What with causes me. the expiration? Okay, so the expiration comes from scratches or the condition getting worse. <laughs> so most times when you go to um, an eye clinic, they'll give you to say, okay, you can have this for, let's say, two years, then you have to change. Then when you go change, they won't give you your old prescription. They'll have to carry out an eye examination again to make sure they give you the right power now. So normally, they increase or they reduce. What's the normal after some time? Increasing. So in any case, your eye gets worse. <laughs> There's a question here. This is, uh, you, you see, that's why the Bible says bodily exercise has little profit. What I'm getting from these educated people is that their profit is little. Because somehow, if your eye gets worse after two years, you are better off still having a new lens than not having a lens at all because your eye can get to the worst part if you never even got that lens. So it's like the lens is suppressing the rate at which your eye should deteriorate. Hmm. Go on. Okay, so I, I don't necessarily have a question. I wanted to make a contribution, but just a disclaimer, I'm not a medical By all means. personnel. I've been wearing specs from eighth grade and the only reason I've mainly changed my prescription to a much stronger one is because from inception, I was told, wear your glasses all the time. Like, throughout, as long as you're awake, wear them. But because I don't do that, I've had to change my prescription a couple of times. So sometimes what causes the having to change is because you're not following the instructions of the medical personnel. But how do you wear for the rest of your life again? There's a, that, that's a good point, by the way. Uh, the deaconess here wants to add something. I, I don't know. Mine maybe it's a miracle. Because every time I go to the optician, the prescription doesn't change. And the last appointment, I went to see the doctor. He even laughed. I don't know what's happening, but your eyes are improving. They are not supposed to improve, but... They are not supposed to improve. Yes. When did you start wearing lenses? Uh, I was... When I was in grade 12. <laughs> what year is that? 1986. She was in grade 12 in 1986. <laughs> Where were you? Were you there? 
Were you there? <laughs> you were not even conceived. So that's a beautiful testimony. Anyone else? We are done? I think we are clear now, right? So, let's stand to our feet. Right, so God's systems of preservation include taking care of ourselves in many ways. In many, many ways. Because I repeat, we, are, we, we, we live in our bodies and we must take care of them if we have to last. So we must eat healthy, we must exercise healthy. Once in a while you need to ask questions uh, uh, with you ask your you ask your educated friends in these areas, you ask them, or you take time to read recommended websites and understand them. It will preserve you. I know people who lived long because they were eating properly. They began to cut down some things. In fact, the first time that God told them to start eating meat, and there are dangers of eating meat as well. I think even meat needs to be eaten in moderation. I, I I'm not saying you should become vegan. I have been trying to make sure I stop eating pork, but I've been trying that for the past three years. <laughs> Once, but let's just blame my wife. There's just a way she does pork. That one for on the brazier. Hey. I look at her as a woman. It's just because I don't want to disappoint you. So I'll eat it. The first time God told them to eat meat, it was when Noah was coming out of the ark. And he says to them, I told you to be eating every green plant. Now I've allowed you to eat also every living thing that you can eat. He allowed them to eat meat. But even then, he put a caveat because the very next verse now says, but you should not eat things with blood in them. There are kinds of meats that people like that it's just a no. It's just a no. Like why? It's just a, like no. This one, no. There are people who love red meat. Uh, Tintiwe, what are the dangers of eating a lot of red meat? Let's just fix this issue. I don't want to come back to it. Or any, any qualified person. That's what God said to Noah. He says, you can eat meat, but don't eat with blood. My sausage, and I'm, I'm a fan of all those things. I think people should eat them, but I'm saying, again, we need to moderate. I'll tell you this. One of the guiding factors also is there is a rate of digestion when it comes to some foods. There's a time of digestion. The time that it takes to break down meat is different from the time that it takes down to break fruits. So whilst it may be easy for you to eat fruits at night before you sleep, there are things that you shouldn't eat because of the time it takes to break those things down. 
Fruits can be taken down in just 30 minutes. It has started. But then there are some foods that will take two hours, three hours before the digestion begins making sense. So whilst you are sleeping, the activity is so low, so you avoid eating some of those things. I'm sure that I would like you guys to, to do a talk show to, to complement this teaching. So those in the medical wing, you do that. Let's do a nice health podcast. We'll set it up for you. And then you can even do it in parts. In fact, sit down and let's do a health podcast that can happen in, say, um, maybe six episodes. You can design it, you it into because you're the nutritionist, then you submit it to the doctors. You need to guide them. Because then they can be all over the place. So you tell them this, this, this. And then now they will say, okay, we're going. Is that a good idea? Is it a kind of podcast you'd like to watch? Right. But just make a quick comment on that because I think I already pulled out a foul from you. the longevity of uh, digestion that red meat takes. That's why even when we had patients... Wait, what's red meat? I think someone may want to know. Because they'll just be avoiding meat which looks red. Red meat, I'll just give examples. I won't really elaborate what it is, but red meat is beef, sausage, then there's white meat or lean meat rather which is chicken, any poultry. That's, but don't get it twisted. Rabbit is also white meat. So don't think because it has red blood or it looks red, it's not white meat, it's white meat. So yes, the longevity of the meat uh, digestion actually takes long. So we avoid that by all means. And also the level of fat that comes with red meat is more. That's why we, we advise our patients to lean more towards lean meat that has less fat because it comes with less problems. What problems? Pastor, it comes with, as uh, Dr. Noma talked about, the fat, the fat, the diseases that come, hypertension, diabetes, we have coronary heart disease, we have stroke, all those diseases are prevented if you have lean meat as compared to red So meat. then how should people eat meat? So there are methods. Because we don't plan on stopping. Okay, so there are methods of cooking. Don't always fry your meat when you're cooking it because um, you're adding fat on fat. So op- go for options such as grilling, boiling, you roast on the brazier. That's better. When that's you're very it. good. In fact, that's my favorite kind of meat. The one that goes on the brazier. I didn't know that one. So you see, you're adding, when you're using oil, you're adding fat on fat. And I'm saying you can't eat that, but we're talking about moderation, right? So you're better off, you just, what do you call it? You bry it patiently. Is that what you're saying? Are we correct? Let her say yes in her voice. Yes. And avoid skin when you're eating, let's say chicken. Mm? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. This is very, very important. It was Please not listen me. to my point. It was this one. <laughs> no, the skin. The skin has high levels of fat. So even when we are advising patients with diabetes uh, or... Children have got weight. 
How many enjoy the skin here? You are in church. Let's know. Okay, so I don't feel judged. <laughs> There's something about like a skin. When it's nicely and it's, it's a bit dry. And for hungry lion, when it's crunchy, it gives glory. It just feels glorious. So now, warn us, child of God, warn us. Yes, so the skin, <laughs> the skin should, not, should be avoided. Like you can have it once in a while, but please, these things keep adding up. So by the time you're uh, getting somewhere 50, 60, you will realize the repercussions of you eating that skin that you like. What if you're exercising? <laughs> if you're honest or what about if, it. I was talking to someone. This is, I don't know if this... What if you drink a lot of water? There are people who say that. Because I was saying, you, you take a lot of um, chocolate. How do you avoid high sugar intake? Then she said to me that, no, I compensated with taking a lot of water. So does that help? Someone, someone was telling me, Pastor, don't start. They don't want to hear the truth. Does taking a lot of water reduce or dilute the sugar? No, Pastor, I don't dilute the sugar. The sugar is It dilutes converted. your conscience. At least yes. you feel good in the head. Because look, look at it like this. This is a layman's position. If you take 20 grams of sugar at a go and you drink a lot of water, <laughs> are you saying that, that it's diluted? Someone who's a chocolate fan is saying it. it. <laughs> Please finish. Make your sentence. Yes. So um, the methods of cooking fat, you can avoid that. And also the parts of the meat that you eat, food like pork, I know that there's that juicy part that's very fatty. You really need to avoid it also sometimes. And also, We take the mic from her. Eh? <laughs> Are you saved? <laughs> Are you people believers? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something, Tintiwe. Don't worry. There was a time when Jesus was preaching and they said to him, this is a hard teaching. Who will believe it? Now you are in those shoes. So just preach it. So we avoid that nice part of pork, especially when it, it was put on fire. And it's just reminding you of the song. First it was fragrance, then it turned to fire. Especially when it's crunchy sometimes. It's a, do you fast? How come you're relating? Finish, finish. But when you're, we advise people not to just abruptly stop because that's something, that's a lifestyle. So we use the stage by stage trans theoretical method. So you have to, if you're having, let's say, I'll give an example of sugar. If you're having five tablespoons of sugar, you start at your own pace, but the pace that's not very dangerous. You keep reducing to an appropriate time. Uh, yes. Uh, someone talked about BMI. So you keep checking your BMI levels, your body mass index. That will tell you if you are doing too much or you are not doing too much. Yes. Thank you. The clap. 
All right. Begin to thank God for the word you have heard because it's from him.